Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning with you, and I hope that you do, I want you to find three places with me this morning. And uh, first would be 1 Samuel, the 25th chapter, which is where we have been going verse by verse. The second would be Luke, the first chapter. And the third would be Romans, the 10th chapter. And uh, last week we looked at being too busy for the king. And uh, the fact that King David and his men had been good to this very rich and wealthy man. And in their time of need, they asked for this man uh, to just give them whatever he could so that they could uh, sacrifice, worship, and uh, meet the need. And the man said, no. You know, I don't know David. He's some rebellious slave, and and I'm not going to help him. And uh, David's men had come back to him and told him that. And David says, get your swords, get your armor, let's go. It's time for us to take care of this man and his rebellion. And we talked about um, the fact that the, the day that Jesus was born into, that they were too busy, that they were worried about other things. And today I want to continue on in this with the sermon title, Choose Life. And I want to show you again today how even though we're not in what we would classify a typical uh, Christmas service, but yet how this chapter absolutely intertwines in what we see in not only the Christmas story, but for you. And today if I was to ask you to say, choose life, many of you would immediately think of the sanctity of human life and uh, our desire to be pro-life. If I was to say choose life, uh, many of you would say I need to be healthier. I need to, to choose to, uh, to eat right and exercise more as the beginning of the year is coming. And, and that is the most common uh, New Year's resolution. Many of you today, I, if I said that, you would say, well, you need to choose eternal life to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, and today I want to just talk to you about this idea of choosing life. And uh, as we go to the Lord in prayer, uh, we're just going to jump right in this morning. And so, Father, we thank you so very, very much for who you are. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would help uh, your messenger, uh, Lord, to deliver your message. Father, I pray that you would forgive me, uh, Lord, for the sinful man that I am. Father, I pray that you'd give me an unction from on high. And Lord, I pray that your spirit would be at work today, convicting, drawing, and dealing with the lost and the saved. And today, Lord, that you would do things that only you could do for your glory. And so, Lord, I ask them all in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you're taking notes this morning, chapter 25 of 1 Samuel. And uh, the first thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes this morning is, we all have a message to hear. We all have a message to hear. And so starting here in verse 14, after David has told his men, 400 of them, So let's go, we're going to take care of this man, we're going to kill him, because he has refused to help us. Look here in verse 14. Now one of the young men told Abigail, who is Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were good to us, and we were not hurt. Nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in their fields. They were a wall to us by night and day, 
all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore, know and consider what you will do. For harm is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seas of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisin, and 200 cakes of figs, and loaded them on the donkey and said to her servants, Go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And so you say, so what is going on here? Well, someone in her servant, well, someone that knew her, heard that David had been smited, that David had been offended, that David had been wronged, and he was coming to deal with Nabal. And in this moment, this woman has received a message. She could have been like her husband and said, I'm not worried about David. He's just some slave. What can he do to us? We're wealthy. We're powerful. We're privileged. And if you're going to see later on in the story, they were having a giant party. They were celebrating all that they had. And this morning, I want you to know this because each and every one of us has a message to hear. This woman responded by saying, I am going to choose life for our family. I am going to do what is necessary to try to stop the destruction that is coming. And I want you to think about the Christmas story. Moms, I want you to hear this this morning. You will not realize until you get to heaven the influence that you can have as a Christian mother and a Christian woman. Listen to what we read in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 37. A very familiar story about a woman receiving a message. Now in the sixth month, The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But then when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father forever. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You see, Abigail received a messenger warning of destruction. Mary received a messenger with a message of hope. And you say, well, Jake, I'm no Abigail. And Jake, I'm no Mary. Well, that's 
good to know. But in Romans chapter 10, I want to listen to you to show you what the Bible says about hearing the message. Starting in verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. You say, Jake, what does that mean for me? Well, today if you're here and you are lost, you have heard a message. You are here to hear from God and not me. And that message is that Jesus Christ loved you so much that he willingly went to the cross and he died on that cross for sin. To take the punishment of sin. You say, Jake, well, I'm not a sinner. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so when he was dying on the cross, he was taking your punishment and mine. The punishment that we deserved for our sins. The Bible says that he then died, he was buried, but yet three days later he arose from the grave. You say, Jake, how does a dead man rise? I don't know. I'm not God, but I believe it. I've never seen a person rise from the dead. But one of these days, when the Lord comes back, if my body's in the ground and my soul's in heaven, I'm going to know what it's like. But the Bible says that the message is that you are a sinner, that God loved you, and there's only one way to be saved. And that today, if you're lost, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, that if you will repent of your sins, that means turn from your sins and turn to Jesus and ask him to forgive you and to come into your heart and life and to be the Lord and Savior of your life, that he will save you. That is the message that you need to hear. It can be a message of hope like Mary received. One that says, I am saved, I am forgiven, I am born again, I am on my way to heaven. Or it can be one of judgment. Because that message could be one that you refuse, that you say no to. And the Bible says that if you die apart from Jesus Christ, hell will be your eternal home. And so Abigail received a message. Mary received a message, and you this morning have received a message. You say, Jake, I'm saved. I don't have to worry about it. That's not right. The Bible speaks to you. The Spirit of God speaks to you. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian, but you're living in secret sin. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian, but yet you have been struggling with fear and doubt and discouragement. And yet you know what the Bible says. You've heard the message, and the now what will you do with it? Second thing I want to show you from this passage of Scripture, if you will, flip back to 1 Samuel, the 25th chapter, is that not only do we have a message to hear, we all have a decision to make. You say, Jake, I will make no decision at all. Well, then your decision to do nothing is still a decision. Look here in verse 20, as Abigail has sent these things ahead. Starting in verse 20. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under the cover of the hill. And there was David and his men coming down toward her. And she met them. Now David had said, don't miss this. David made an oath that he did not keep, which is sin. But yet he was so angry and ready for vengeance that it didn't matter. Now David had said... Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing has missed 
was missed of all that belongs to him. And he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David. If I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Don't miss that. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. And she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard the scoundrel Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and Foley is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now I want to stop right there, because half of you ladies are thinking, I would love to go around and tell everybody that's how my husband is. That's not what we're talking about here today. She's telling this to the future king. You ought to tell your husband problems or your wife's problems to that king and that king alone. And so that's what she's doing here. She's falling at the mercy of David and saying, I didn't know. And moms, wives, or husbands, if your spouse is not a believer, I want you to hear this this morning. They're a scoundrel possibly. Or they might be the most moral person in the world. But don't give up. Abigail could have said, my husband is no good. He's a scoundrel. He's a deadbeat. He is stubborn. He is rude. He is awful. And she could have done nothing. And David and his men, I believe, would have showed up and wiped them out. But yet because she was godly. And she went and petitioned the king. I want to show you what happens this morning. And I don't want you to miss this. Please don't miss this. Now therefore my Lord. As the Lord lives in verse 26. And as your soul lives. Since the Lord has held you back. From coming to bloodshed. And from avenging yourself with your own hand. Now then let your enemies. And those who seek harm. For my Lord be his neighbor. And how his, now this present. Which your maidservant has brought to my Lord. Let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespasses of your maidservant. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Because my Lord fights the battle of the Lord. And evil is not found in your thought throughout your days. Yet a man has ridden to pursue you and seek your life. But the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed ruler, you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. She says, I know that you're going to be the king. I know that you're the Lord's anointed. My husband doesn't recognize it. My husband doesn't think that. But forgive us. Show us mercy. 
show us mercy. You see, you and I have a choice to make. When the Spirit of God begins to convict us, when the Spirit of God begins to lead us, when the Spirit of God begins to draw us, when you sit here through a Sunday morning sermon, when you sit through a Sunday school class, when you open up the Word of God and study in your personal Bible study time, you have a choice to make to honor God, honor His Word, honor who Jesus is and what He wants for you. And I want to show you how Mary did that very same thing. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38. She had just heard that she's going to have a child, that she's never slept with a man. And in verse 38 it says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She says, if that's the way God wants it, if that's what you're telling me, then so be it. Mary made a choice of life. You see, this morning I want you to hear this. Because so many times Satan convinces us that I've been praying for something. But yet God's never answered it the way I want him to. Or who am I? I don't know my Bible very well. Or I, I, didn't, I wasn't raised in church. Or, or I, who, I don't have a lot of money. Or I don't have a lot of talents. Or, or I've still got these sins that I'm struggling with in my life. And we believe this lie that God can't use us. That God can't use you. And this morning, all God needs of you is to say what? Here I am, Lord. Whatever you want from me. Whatever you need from me. Lord, whatever you're trying to show me in my life that shouldn't be there. Lord, I make the decision today to choose you. To choose life. You say, Jake, once again, I'm not Abigail and I'm not Mary. Well, I'm glad that you noticed that this morning. And if your name is Abigail or Mary, I'm sorry. But that is who you are. But uh, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preached. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just like Abigail asked for mercy and said, here I am, Lord, show me mercy. Just like Mary said, here I am, Lord, use me as you see fit. The writer of Romans says this morning that you today can repent of your sins and call upon the name of the Lord, and today you can be saved. It says not just you can be saved, you shall be saved. And so we see that there was a message to hear. A decision to be made. And third and finally this morning. There is a blessing to receive. A blessing to receive. Go all the way back with me to 1 Samuel chapter 25. Because I want to just show you how this all goes together. Even though we've been preaching through this book for close to a year. I believe in Matthew, excuse me, 1 Samuel chapter 25 starting in verse 32. Then David said to Abigail. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you because you have kept me this day 
from coming to bloodshed and avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed the Lord God of Israel lives who has kept me back from hurting you. Unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. You see, she could have received a message and ignored it. She could have received a message and said no. But she received a message. She made a decision to turn to the future king. And did you see how many times it said she was blessed? How God had used her to spare the judgment that was to come. And I wanted you to flip over with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, listen to what is said about Mary for choosing to be obedient, starting in verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I don't want to I don't want to miss an opportunity to say this. If an unborn child was the first to recognize Jesus, maybe it should be our business to protect the life of the unborn. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, What's that word? Blessed. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed as soon for indeed as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is he who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Because Mary had been chosen by God, had responded to God. She had heard the message. She had made the decision, Lord, let it be so. And God blessed her. You say for the third time this morning, well, I'm not Abigail and I'm not Mary. Well, good. I want you to flip over to Romans chapter 10 one more time with me this morning. I want you to listen to these words starting in verse 11. For the scripture says... Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. But for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so what it says is truly, if you will hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit through the gospel that is being preached. And if you will repent of your sins and turn from those sins and accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, you will be saved and never be put to shame. It is a blessing and promise from God. And You say, Jake, I don't think this ties in very well. Well, that's for you to decide, but I disagree with you. I believe that one woman 
in the Old Testament whose husband was a scoundrel who had done everything that he could possibly do to bring his family to ruin had brought the judgment of the future king on himself. But on hearing this, she went to that future king and asked for mercy. And that future king extended mercy to her. And this morning I want you to know that you deserve the judgment of God. You have done everything necessary to earn God's judgment. You say, Jake, I'm a pretty good person. I don't live near as bad as you do. I've listened to you talk about yourself from the pulpit. And it helps me to know that I'm not as bad as you. Look up here. You're still bad enough to not be allowed into the presence of Jesus Christ. The Holy of Holies. The King of Kings. You say, Jake, I don't agree with that. If you've ever told a lie, if you've ever stole anything, if you've ever thought anything that you shouldn't, there is not anything that is perfect about you and I. We are sinners in need of a Savior. But yet the Bible says that Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit into the world after he ascended to convict and to deal with you and I about sin, death, and righteousness. And so this morning you have heard the message and you will have to make a decision because the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. You could make a decision today to say I'm not going to be saved. I don't need to be saved. I don't want to be saved. And friends, God will honor that. But friends, that will be honored by you receiving the judgment that you deserve. You say, well, God is too loving God is too merciful. God is too caring. Yes, but if you refuse the free gift of salvation from Jesus Christ this morning, God will be just as glorified in judgment as he is in mercy. And then it promises this morning that if you will choose to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I didn't say that I can convict you. I didn't say that I could draw you. I didn't say I could stir up in you a desire to be saved. No, if the Spirit of God is at work in your life today and you respond to Him, that you will receive the blessing of eternal life, of the forgiveness of sin, of peace and joy that passes all understanding. And this morning as we looked at the book of Luke, Mary was not perfect. Mary was not sinless. Mary was just a normal human being in need of a touch from Jesus. You say, Jake, that's not how I was raised. That's not what I've heard. Well, that's the truth. Mary was blessed because she responded to God's gift. Not because of who she was. The Bible says that there are none good. But yet she responded to the message that the angel had given her. And this morning I want you to think about that. Whether your situation is like Abigail. Your situation is definitely a lot like Mary. But your situation is definitely like Romans 10. And so this morning as you think at all the Christmas season means. And how God made it possible for you and I to be saved. This morning I want you to know that the message is for you and for me. The decision is for you and for me. And whether we receive the blessing or not is up to you and to me.
And so today my challenge and question to you is will you choose life or will you not? So I'm going to ask that you bow your heads this morning. And I know I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a minute. And if you don't want to, please don't. But I think it's good sometimes for us as we begin to allow the Spirit of God to work to just respond. And so this morning, if you are here, no one looking around, everybody's eyes closed, please this morning, heads bowed. If you are here today and you are thankful that even though you were a sinner, that God extended mercy to you through Jesus Christ. Would you just slip up your hand? Thank you. Hands all over the building. And this morning, if you put those down, please. You've said yes to Jesus if he is the Lord and Savior of your life. But maybe today you're here and you're saying, Jake, I'm thankful that God loved me that much, but I've never done anything with it. I've never said yes or no. I've just always thought I had more time. I always thought I would, would wait till I was older, that, I would, that, that, I've, that I've done enough on my own. Friends, if you're thankful for Jesus offering salvation, then today respond by accepting that gift of salvation and calling upon Him as the Lord and Savior of your life and receiving that blessing of salvation. Here in a few minutes, you can step out and come. Or right where you're at, repent of your sins. Call upon Jesus to save you and to forgive you, and he will. But maybe you're here today, and you know that you're saved. You know that God has changed your life. But yet you've just been floating around. You've just been half-heartedly following him. You've not been reading the word. You've not been praying. You've not been faithful in your attendance of, of worship and, and soul winning opportunities. And you're just going through the motions. Today, God has given you an opportunity to say, no, Lord, I want to live out the faith that you've given me with all that I have. Maybe today, you're here and you're in a situation like Abigail family's not saved, your kids have become prodigals, today would you come and find a place at this altar and beg God for mercy on your home? You say, Jake, I've prayed for that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter. I've prayed for my lost spouse. I've prayed for my lost parent for so long. Don't quit. Today, would this be a church that never quits praying for the lost? So that's my challenge to you today. Will you choose life and obedience? Or will you just keep going the direction you're heading? Because if you remember what happened with Abigail, God had sent her. She went and David extended mercy. Friends, today, if you'll ask God for mercy, he will extend it to you. And so I'm going to ask this morning if you stand with me and we're going to pray. But you go ahead and come as we're praying. Father, we thank you so very, very much for who you are. Lord, I pray for that man, woman, boy, or girl that's in this place today, Lord, that has never given their heart and life to you, that today they would choose life. 
that they would choose to come and give their heart and life to you as their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray for this church. I pray that you would give us a burden for the lost family members, the lost friends, the lost people, or Lord, the prodigals in our life, that today we would fall before you and beg mercy on their behalf. And Father, today I pray that you would help us to be obedient to you, no matter the request, that here we are, Lord. And so, Father, whatever you do this morning, we want to give you all the praise and the honor. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, as you have been listening to this sermon, maybe you have been thinking, the Holy Spirit's been working, that I'd like to know more about Jesus. I'm not sure if I've ever been saved. Please reach out and contact us. We would love to share the gospel with you, pray with you with whatever's going on in your life. Or maybe you are a believer, but yet you've got some spiritual battles that you've just not been able to conquer. We'd love to join you in that battle. So please, reach out to us. We would love and are waiting to hear from you. May God richly bless you in Jesus' name.